0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Demystified, as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda, and I'm here with Paul. Hi, Paul.
1: Good morning, Linda. How are you? Well, it's another week in In isolation. In isolation and lockdown? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Paul... One of the topics we're getting back away from, uh, I think, storage and pantry essentials, as we've done in the last few, because I think it's uh, I think we've sort of covered those topics pretty well, and I think we could be great to talk about maybe continuing our fish, yeah, story of fish. Well, and, fi-
1: yeah, we might expand a little bit on fish, and maybe just go, we'll just do a general seafood. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. So we'll try and cover off. In the next few minutes, uh, we'll do things like bivalves and mollusks and cephalopods and all sorts of stuff.
0: And in, in non-sure <laughs> talk, a bivalve? Okay. Uh, mussels,
1: scallops, okay. calamari or squid, um, octopus. We can talk about prawns, so crustaceans, prawns, lobster. Now we're talking. Um, I thought you were
0: talking car parts before, but great.
1: Any of those things. So, yeah, it's... I mean, at the moment, I would sort of suggest that um, you know, although there has been a massive shipment of uh, lobsters from Australia to overseas uh, to try and keep the industry somewhat sustainable, uh, that's not the only part of the seafood industry, of course. And it's I don't believe that there is many people sitting down to a lobster every night of the week. I mean, there might be a few. Good luck to them. Um, But yeah, maybe talk a little bit more about. Uh, what else is around and available and relatively um, friendly as far as your wallet goes because seafood is expensive. Yes. Um,
0: Although maybe a bit more affordable now that we're not spending money doing anything else in our lives. Well, yeah,
1: quite possibly. Quite possibly. And it's a really good time to, um, you know, explore a bit of seafood cooking. We know that um, although it's very popular in Australia, seafood is actually more popular dine out thing so is fish so people will more often than not more often than not but people will people who don't cook fish at home or seafood at home when they do go out for dinner which they can't do at the moment they will they will order seafood or, or fish because they think the cooking of it's a difficult part it's actually not fish can be a little bit tricky but well,
0: that was me until I got my combi steam oven absolutely
1: yeah but If we take, we'll we'll start maybe where I want to start because you're not asking me anything. (laughs) Um, Sorry about that. So let's let's talk, uh, like I say, about things that are maybe a little bit cheaper to buy that are really easy and simple to cook if you haven't had a lot of experience. Um, Things like mussels, so I go to mussels often because they're an absolute favourite of mine. Um, I think they're absolutely delicious.
0: There's quite an acquired taste though
1: mussels, I think. Well, I mean, all of this, when it comes... I mean, it comes to seafood, people will... The amount of people that I see... And it's probably a 50-50 split that turn their noses up on an oyster. Mm. See, so, yeah, and I think you, you don't like oysters, do oh, you? Yeah, yeah, but I will sit there and eat dozens of them. Not a problem. Love them. So, its I don't know how much of it is a taste thing because a lot of these things that we're talking about are quite salty. Um and you don't dislike salty food but no, and so I it's grew a up tex- on the beach so it's a textural
0: but it's, thing uh, just an, not a taste i really my family love them
1: my yeah but dad, it's i think it's more a, te- a textural bad. problem
0: oh it could be yeah i do like them when they're covered when they're baked and covered in soy sauce and bacon because what
1: oh my gosh isn't yeah.
0: improved by that <laughs>
1: Yeah, you see, oh, no, I don't, no, I, no, don't th- I don't, don't. Yeah, I don't think away. an oyster is improved by that at all. But okay. anyway, um, so mussels, um, yes, I've, okay, fine, acquired taste, um, but very, very simple to cook, very simple to prepare, um, and as far as and relatively cheap. Like you can get two kilos of mussels for under, generally under about fifteen dollars Australian, and two kilos of mussels is big, big lot of mussels that'll. That's quite happily feed three or four of you with a baguette. Um, so one of the classic French bistro dishes um, is moules mariniere, so mussels in white wine sauce, effectively with a side of fries and baguette. So and it's like seriously one of the most delicious things you'll ever eat. And the fries are there to actually soak up all the juices as the, is the baguette. So and all it is is just some shallots, garlic, thyme. Sweat that off, add your mussels, big glug of white wine, stick the lid on, shake the pot around for a bit, do it on your stovetop. You can do it in your steam oven, but do it on your stovetop. If you want, add a little bit of cream, if you want. Um, Once they start to open, take them out, stick them in a bowl. Happy days. Like, absolutely delicious. Now, from that point, you, you certainly don't have to eat them then and there. So what you can do is cook the mussels like that, remove the mussels from the shells and set them aside um, keep the cooking liquid and you've got a base for like brilliant pasta like okay a, so not... be,
0: be before take a step back one of the things that I've done when I've had to was just I think I had to call you about when I had the mussels we were making something from one of the cooking with steam yeah. recipes and how to properly clean them and how to know that they were fresh
1: yep yeah. oh okay um, so knowing that they're fresh, good good little, well, smell is your best indicator of seafood, always. So you can look at a fish, you can look at a prawn, you can look at everything and it might look fresh, but smell is your best indicator. Texture, yeah, sometimes with fish, um, but I always find sm- the way they smell is the best indicator. Trust me when I say that if you've got a bad muscle, you'll know all about it because it will stink like
0: so smell is in fresh seawater. Yeah, smell
1: is in fresh fresh, fresh seawater smell. And a lot of people say that. Um, so there's differing thoughts about muscles that are open already pre-cooking. You shouldn't then cook. Certainly, muscles that have like cracked or broken shells, I ditch them. So in the bin. But muscles that are open, if you actually just hold the muscle in the palm of your hand, and just give it a little flick with your finger. And if it closes back up, it means it's still alive. Um, So quite often now you'll get mussels which are in vacuum-sealed bags. Um, What that's actually doing is, yes, it preserves them a little bit longer, but remember, mussels grow on big uh, lengths of rope, effectively, underwater, and underwater is pressure. Uh, So that that pressurised environment is mimicked by vacuum-sealing them. So it keeps them... Alive longer, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: it does. Well, I've never seen them in vacuum seal bags, but yeah. So just
1: if they if they are open, just give them a little flick, like just with your finger, just or tap the shell, just tap the shell a few times, and they they'll generally close back up again, which means they're alive, which is a good way to the only way to cook them, to clean them. Um, So quite often you'll have a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for on the outside of the shell you get a bit of uh, like seaweed or you know they pick up a lot of
0: that sort of beard
1: yeah like so the beard's a different part oh is it oh okay so just on the shell itself just give them a scrub so you just need a like little scrubbing pad or anything like that Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not a a wire brush, but like a bristled brush and just give them a scrub under cold scour- running w- water. Scour- yes, yeah, kitchen yeah. scourer. Yep. Cold running water, give them a scrub. Um, now the beard is what attaches the muscle to wherever it lives. Oh, okay. So that's how it attaches to, you know, if you go to a pier, not that yeah. anyone can get out to one now, but if you go to a pier, you see muscles on the side of the pier, that, that beard attaches oh, to okay. the pier, yeah. which is how the muscle holds on. Um, and so they're filter feeders, so the water filters through they pick up micro plankton and all sorts of other stuff and that's how they eat. Um, To remove the beard the muscles have a pointed end and then they come around to a round end. If you hold the muscle in your hand with the pointed end facing away from you and then pull the beard towards the rounded fatter end the beard will come out. If you do it the other way you'll never get the beard out in a whole piece so the beard will come out in one piece and that's all you have to do as far as preparation goes it's pretty okay, quick yeah. once you get into a rhythm like 2 kilos is a lot of muscles once you get into a rhythm it'll take you 10 minutes ok
0: so they're cleaned they're de-bearded
1: yep very good
0: yeah, thank you and then it's just as you said a very quick cooking quick process. cook
1: yeah you don't want to do a slow long slow cook with muscles it's a quick cook very similar case with um, let's say pippies or clams um, those generally don't need to be de-bearded because they live in the sand but what they do need to be is what we call purged so when you, get muscle, uh, sorry, when you get pippies or clams and there's a million different varieties of them the best way to do that is tip them into a large container and fill it with cool water uh, and sit them in the fridge for a minimum of half an hour but a day is the best and what will happen is because they are sort of know filter feeders as well they've got a lot of grit which is sand inside them so that that fresh water will run through their system effectively and you'll get that grit out so when you get a kill of pippies if you actually do that and then remove the pippies don't tip the water back over the pippies too because you're just tipping sandy water back over them so once you've got clean water pippies in leave them and then remove the pippies and then tip the water out separately if you actually look in the book bu- bottom of whatever container you've got them in you'll see sand in the bottom so that's all that grit coming out and it's very similar cooking process too but pippies are the base of like I mean again you can do a very similar process saute some onion garlic whatever you like Um, you can vary your flavor combinations too so you've you know you can do an Asian style with ginger and lemongrass and chili all of these sort of these bivalves or you know mussels and and Pippi's work really well with many different flavor combinations because essentially all you're using them for is like a salt seasoning part because that, they are salty and they'll release some of their own juices into your cooking liquid as they cook which makes the basis of delicious things so just complementary flavors but those complementary flavors it can be whatever you want you can add a tin of tomatoes like you know, it works really well um, so Pippi's And mussels work really well with those sort of Asian flavor, coconut milk, lemongrass, chili, lime leaf, any of that sort of stuff is really quite good. I prefer the classic white wine, but that's just me. Um, And then pippies again, you can, you know, do the same process, cook them in advance, um, keep the cooking liquor, remove the pippies from their shells and throw them through a pasta or some rice, anything like that. So But the trick is, is to keep the cooking liquid because that's packed with flavor and you really want that. You just need to double check if you're adding seasoning because quite often, depending on the time of year, but quite often they'll be very salty. So you you generally don't need to season. I mean, I constantly talk about seasoning properly, but you don't need to season as much. So that's sort of pippies and mussels. If we move on to something like scallops, which are a little bit different, a bit of a delicacy, really. Um, Scallops are really good as is, you know, pan-fried scallop. Gordon Ramsay does what I think is one of the best dishes ever, which he just does pan-fried scallops and he seasons them with a curry powder and serves that with like cauliflower roasted and cauliflower puree. I mean, it's pretty, it's now what is a bit naff because a few years ago it was really popular, scallops and cauliflower, but it works really well together. And any way you can get your cauliflower with your scallops is going to be good. So they work really well together. But scallops are also um, not only good, you know, pan-fried, you can add a compound butter. So you mix the butter with lots of herbs and flavours until it's beaten in a machine or a food processor. Let that set, slice a piece of this compound or flavoured butter on top of your scallops and then just stick that under the grill um, and the butter will cook the scallops, but you're adding like lots of flavour to it, so that works really well. Um, scallops are also very good raw if you're into sashimi, but get some really good, super fresh scallops. Um, and the other thing I quite often use scallops for is... Um, Making like a puree or a filling for something, so I'll get some scallop meat and put it into a food processor and blitz it up with some sautéed shallots and garlic and whatever, um, and that can be a filling for the inside of a fish, for like a it's like a stuffing which will set.
0: Calamari could
1: yeah, calamari inside a inside a you know piece of calamari, okay. so that you know of course they go really well. But I mean, most of these things you can put into a soup, um, like probably one of the most famous seafood soups is a bouillabaisse, base. Um, but you just need to be careful about what order you're putting things in. That goes for mussels and pippies too if you're doing a big seafood soup. Um, those things take a very brief amount of time and you really don't want to overcook them. And it's the same with sculpts, You don't want to overcook them. So it's a, they're generally a quick cook item. Um, and then if we, I mean, I'm trying to, Whoosh through through. Um, if we move on to things like uh, let's say calamari and octopus um, I kind of treat those two things in a similar vein but octopus is a little bit trickier Um, so octopus my neighbour when I grew up my neighbours when I grew up they were Greek um, and we used to call them auntie and uncle so Uncle Nick used to do the best barbecued octopus I don't think any culture other than the. the I don't I don't think there's many cultures um, that have done octopus better than the Greeks the Greeks seem to have octopus sorted and nailed um, in, through my experience this is a personal experience um, but oct- octopus that way is just delicious charcoal barbecue lemon oregano olive oil standard sort of stuff um, but just your tentacles Generally, the octopus that we buy, if we're going to buy it from a seafood market, it's generally been what they call tumbled. Um, So back in the day, what they would do is beat the octopus to tenderize it afterwards. Oh, thank you. The look Um, on my face
0: all stopped. (laughs) So
1: they they used to beat the octopus on the rocks on the side of the beach to tenderize it. And when it started to go foamy, it almost looks like um, soap foam. When it started to go foamy... Uh, it was, it was tenderised and ready to be cooked. So octopus can be a bit tricky to cook. I find one of the best ways to do it is just stick the whole octopus in a pot with some vegetables over a very low heat and you're sort of braising it. I don't add any liquid because a lot of liquid comes out of it and you give it, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's about 45 minutes and you braise it then you cool it down, take the tentacles off, add them to the barbecue. Just delicious. Uh, works really well pickled as well yes so, <coughs> my friends who are Maltese
0: and Italian they love particularly yeah. the Maltese love the pickled octopus pickled octopus it's yeah. really
1: good um, now calamari in Australia we have southern calamari which is and a mo- lot of the rest of the world have what they call arrowhead squid two different species similar in preparation not exactly the same we're kind of spoiled I think southern calamari is the better of the two Uh, much easier to manage and handle but nonetheless grid is one of those things it's either a very quick cook or a long slow braise there's no in between so you've got to braise it really really slowly over a very long period of time until it becomes tender or you, you cook it super fast and when i say super fast i mean super fast if you want to do the salt and pepper calamari as an example Do it in your wok. Get your wok searingly hot. I mean super hot. If you want to do it on your barbecue, as hot as it will go and leave it sit there until it gets even hotter and hotter and hotter. As hot and as quickly as you can will give you better end result. Um, A lot of those things, calamari and octopus or squid, um, come down to the preparation. Make sure you clean them properly. Um, So everyone's had... I mean, from my youth, I can remember because my sister used to eat calamari like it was going out of fashion. Everyone can remember you bite into a piece of calamari and you get that big stringy bit. That's just a membrane which is around the entire calamari. Um, So if you can learn how to clean it and remove that, that's probably a good one to do in a demonstration, actually. If you learn how to clean it and remove that properly, um, you won't get that and then you end up with a more tender tender result depending on how you cook so how you cook will depend on how tender it is um, but the, how you eat it and how well it eats will depend on how well you've cleaned it if that makes sense yep. um, crustaceans prawns Morton Bay bugs lobsters you know the list the, crabs. crabs the list goes on and on um Generally, a lot sweeter than, let's say, a mussel or calamari or a lot of fish. A lot sweeter than a lot of fish as well. Um, The trick with those is, again, try not to overcook them. But also, um, don't discard what can be used for other purposes. So we talked a lot about doing a roast chicken and keeping the bones and making a stock. Same principle for crustaceans so prawn heads and shells lobster heads and shells crab heads and shells all of that make a delicious base for a fish soup or a fish stock so if you're going to cook those things keep the shells roast them and then make a you know stock with some tomato and complementary flavors that you would generally find i mean again those asian flavors work really well but aniseed any aniseed flavor will work really well and crush them up with like a mallet get all of the flavor out of them and you've got an extra dish from let's say you have a you know plate of prawns you got an extra dish just from having the prawn shells so you know there's a lot of use in that because there's a lot of flavor in prawn heads in particular lobster heads huge amounts of flavour in there so roast those up and you've got a basis for a really good stock and then that stock can be whatever you want it to be can be the base for a risotto like we do a prawn and fennel something risotto I can't even remember but we use the prawns in the risotto but when we prep the prawns we actually make a stock out of the heads for our risotto rice and so you're getting... You, you actually need to put less prawns in because you're getting big flavour out of the stock. So you don't use as many prawns because, I mean, again, expensive. Expensive, yeah. yeah. Um, and where you can buy fresh. prawn, Fresh prawns are, it's stupidly enough, hard to come by. The, the bright orange ones that you see at the fish market are cooked and they're generally cooked pretty quickly on the boat. A lot of prawn trawlers have boilers on them and so they will give them a boil direct from catching, and then they're put into ice. So it's it's pretty good. But, you know, there's no seasoning in the water. There's, you know... I prefer to get a fresh, what we call green prawn. So it means it's not cooked. Um, you'll get much better flavour out of them. Much better. So, yeah, if you can, buy the green prawns. Again, same thing with lobster. Now, the difference with lobster is... Um, Lobster that has perished, that is fresh, uh, deteriorates very quickly. So with lobsters, you've effectively got two choices. Um, You've got cooked, you know, kind of like the prawn trawlers do, they're, they're, you know, boiled effectively. And generally because they're boiled and they're boiled really rapid, high heat, 100 degrees as you would boil anything. um, Because they're boiled they sometimes can be overcooked, which gives you a rubbery texture, not great. And they're they're still expensive, so that's one option that you have. They're really they can be good in a salad. I mean, if you want to make the fanciest mac and cheese of all time, add some cubed lobster meat to it. Like, wow, pretty extreme. Yes, um, quite a um, sort of an American thing to do, but really tasty. Um, but your only other option is live. So. Purchasing a lot there, in my opinion, lobster, and I'm talking generally down here, we have rock lobsters, you know, there's main lobsters in America, all, all different sorts. Uh, Europe, France particularly have got different, Scotland, got a lot of very good lobsters. Um, but treat, they're your two options. Generally, you buy them either cooked or live. Now, if you're going to get them live and you're worried about how to dispose of them, stick them in the freezer for half an hour. Then I'll put them to sleep and then go about your... I think
0: that's what's put a lot of people off cooking lobsters at home because we've all heard those stories of, you know, the lobsters. Yes, so I think... Yeah, I don't think think animations
1: have done like... No, they haven't. Pixar have got a lot to answer for.
0: (laughs) But I think people who are comfortable cooking lobsters will know that. Yeah. And other people probably wouldn't find now the time. But it's interesting when you... You do look at, I guess, you confront some of those childhood or those other myths that you might have in your head. Yeah, but it's
1: funny. The thing is is that people don't seem to have the same reaction to crab.
0: No. Which and is they're weird. Maybe not as cute or something. I don't know. Yeah. Not but crab's like... Cute?
1: Yeah. And with that said, these sort of crustaceans, if you like, or things with what we call exoskeleton, so their skeleton is on the outside... Um, Lobster is seen as the Rolls Royce, you know, of these sort of things. I actually think crab is much better.
0: I've heard you discuss that with Joel. Yeah.
1: So I actually prefer crab. I think, now, it's a lot fiddlier, a lot trickier to get the meat out and all the rest of it, but I think it's sweeter. Now, I am i can't eat that stuff anymore. No. I have an allergy. Nonetheless, it doesn't mean I can't, I mean, prepare it with care, but... One of the things that I miss more than anything else is crab. Fresh crab, either on the barbecue or just blanched in water, is just delicious. And I will do, you know, pull crab meat out and do crab ravioli. I'll do crab gnocchi. I'll do, like, anything and everything, croquettes of crab. Like, I just think it is far, far superior than, let's say, a lobster.
0: Well, we were... reminisce about a story that um, years ago when we were traveling with Doug's uncle who now lives in Spain and his wife, we were, we had to take this huge detour into Portugal to go to this little restaurant that he knew about 20 years earlier and hope that it was still there because they served the best crab Yeah, and he was so excited because they were and we went in. We were early for Spanish lunch. I think we got there about eleven. I don't think they'd even open, but he was knocking on the door. Where we're just here for this for this lunch, can we? And they set us down and and uh, fed us with crabs, where they took the whole meat, everything, and put it back into the shell and put oh, yeah. it in a stew. <clears> yeah, which was very tasty. It's kind of convenient. But he drove like it was a whole day event just yeah. to go eat this one meal yeah. at a restaurant because it was so memorable.
1: And remember a lot of these things too, I'll be getting sort of probably back onto the topic of what we generally like to talk about, which is steam cooking. A lot of these things can be steamed. So you, although the benefit of doing that versus blanching or boiling it, I, I say you're not cooking flavour out into the water. Although with an exoskeleton, it's all in there anyway. So either or, really, um, I think works. Uh, but yeah, Give If you're looking for like super sweet, delicious meat, and look, at, everyone says they don't have time. Guess what? At the moment, you do.
0: Yeah. So
1: pull the crab apart, pick the meat out of it, cook it. You're going to find it much easier to get the meat out once it's cooked. Um, and then you can add whatever flavours you like to it. Seriously, I picked crab meat, which has been seasoned properly, mixed with a little bit of mayonnaise, put in a lettuce cup. It's one of the most delicious things you'll ever eat. Put them in a spring roll. Like, you know, you can do anything with something like crab. Now, prawns, again, I use similar to scallops, like barbecued with their shells on, delicious, um, pan-fried in a pasta, steamed, like, I don't care. But also very good when you blitz them up and make dumplings out of them. Yes. Really, really yeah. good. Um, you know, you can make little dumplings and drop them into a soup which you've made from the stock from the prawn heads.
0: One of the favourite things I think you've made over the years is with prawns, a bit of chilli and in a little bit of pastry. Uh, okay. Or, yeah, casing.
1: Oh, like prawn spring rolls. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just
0: a whole prawn, just yeah. wrapped in just a spring roll with a little bit of chilli and yeah, chilli
1: garlic, top. coriander. Yeah, yeah, good classic Fantastic.
0: stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah,
1: very very classic, but just yeah complementary flavors but you don't, you're really limited by your your imagination it's very little that's why I always tend to drive towards fish more so and I said it before when we were talking about fish I think it offers far more variety and seafood is a proof of that as well it's far more variety than let's say red meat or chicken you know like you get so much more variety in texture, flavour, like to go from a mussel that is like quite salty and interesting texture to an oyster, which you know some people say is like a bunch of snort in your mouth. To you know the sweetness of of a crab, mm. to the the unique texture of perfectly cooked calamari. Like they're all different textures and all different flavours. Um, you know it's a don't be don't be scared. Give it a go, but just remember that almost the rule of thumb for cooking all of these different types of seafood is, is just get it done quick. Don't mess around with it. Get it done quick. If you're going to do a slow cook, you know, braise your octopus, braise your calamari, but you don't want to braise mussels or prawns or anything like that. Get them cooked. Get them done quick. Maintain their texture. You know, a good prawn should have actually a little bit of bite to it. Shouldn't be springy. It should have just like a little bit of bite to it, my almost father, like a celery stick. Not that crispy, but you know, a little bit of bite to it.
0: My father-in-law used to make uh, fish soup. Yeah, all the time. And uh, so did my neighbours. It like, was always the last thing he'd do was throw in the the fish meat. Yeah, and he used to put in a couple of fish heads. Yeah, and you would give it a stir when you got there, and you'd be like, oh. And he said, no, no, they're just for flavour. Yeah, and he'd take those out. And uh, just leave
1: the rest of it. And that's the same principle with prawn heads. But the thing with that is if you just get some prawn heads and throw them in a pot, you're not going to get much out of it. Even if they're, let's say you've sat down and had a plate of cooked prawns which have been cooked on a boat, you know, and you've bought them cooked. Fine, whatever. Set the shells aside, grab those shells, fry them in a pot with olive oil and crush them with a meat mallet as you're frying them and then add some liquid like white wine and cook that down and shallots and garlic and then a little bit of tomato paste for colour because everyone likes that red mm. colour uh, a little bit of tomato paste for colour and then water, bring it up to the boil let it simmer for 25-30 minutes no longer happy days you've got like what is the basis of like a Tom Yum soup
0: yeah. then, you, know, then yeah. you can
1: add some fresh tomato and some fresh lemongrass and lime leaf and all those lots things of chili. lots of chilli lots of chilli Lime juice, and then you've got what is effectively the base of a tom yum soup, like pretty quickly and reasonably, you know, wow. reasonably easily. So, yeah, give those things a go. Don't don't be scared, and go and buy things like mussels They are delicious and they're cheap. And they're easy to cook.
0: Well, I do like them. I do like the the juice. I may not like the muscle as much, but I have That's had so which I know. But with the chips. And I've had it with bread. Yeah, I do like the idea, because it does make great sopping up yeah. juice, so yeah. yeah.
1: You can't just buy mussels for the juice though, <laughs> Linda. Jesus. Someone's well, living the luxury no, lifestyle. That's, that's I'm true. gonna buy mussels and throw the and mussels out and just, just have get them, the liquid.
0: No, give them to someone <laughs> who can appreciate them, Paul. But those days are over while we're having virtual dinner parties now. Well,
1: that's true. That's true, but it doesn't mean you can't, you know. Still try. This still is the try. time to try. test
0: yep. those recipes on your family.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so
0: that when you when we can have friends around and family around,
1: yeah, how much better we can amaze be?
0: them with what we've learned. That's it. Well, thank you for that, Paul. No, worries. it was a
1: quick run over, but we'll, we'll advance flush it on out it. Later. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, CookingWithSteam.com.